Welcome back to Return to Oz Minute. It's Friday! But in case you didn't know, we're the daily podcast that analyzes the 1985 Disney film Return to Oz. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Mike Carlucci. And guess who's back? And <laughs> me, Chris Callahan, the guest. We are finishing our first week with a guest. Hey, I made it. We're very proud of you, Mike. After a week, after a week on the ocean slash the deadly desert slash the grassy knoll, how do you feel? Oh. It's uh, I've learned a lot so far about uh, where this movie could be headed. <laughs> Who knows where they'll go next? But I just know that, again, this minute, if I was still in the room as a child watching this, I would probably be out again. Uh, by the end of this one, it, gets, it takes a quick turn. Oh, boy. He's referring to Minute 27, which starts with Dorothy picking out a lunch pail from the lunch pail tree, and and 60 seconds later with a rock addressing your majesty. Uh... Yeah. I also love how you're like, if I was still in the room, I would have left the room again. Yeah. Implying that you had back and forth, already but... run out of the room, but then maybe been enticed back by this jaunty music and a talking chicken and the promise of lunch. Yeah, it's a really... Uh, I looked up a lot about the music, but I want to give you guys a chance to give first impressions first before I geek out too badly. I do like at the very beginning with the with Belina pointing. They did a good job. Yeah, it's a good uh, good use of the chicken hand. <laughs> it's creepy. I uh, I feel bad for whichever production assistant had to paint the lunch pails varying colors to imply their ripeness. Yeah. <laughs> since they're you want different. Me to what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's not as bad. Uh, people who also listen to the Lord of the Rings minute and their Fellowship of the Rings season will know that. There was someone whose job was to paint leaves. Oh, boy. Individual leaves. And then there was someone whose job was to attach leaves to a tree, one at a time. So, you know, there are worse jobs, but I just imagine having all these lunch pails in front of you and, like, painting them all. Or, like, they all come the same color. And you're like, this is great. We can just hang these up. And, like, actually, they're supposed to be different colors to indicate ripeness. And just be like, hey. what? <laughs> And Belina, who until a few minutes ago, both in the movie, uh, in minute time and in movie time, could not talk, had never been to Oz, uh, is advising Dorothy by saying, make sure you don't get a green one. Yeah. Maybe green is right. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I, I know in, I say the book, I mean the graphic novel, Scotty Young, Marvel, Oz one. Uh, we get a really great description, description, discussion about Dorothy actually at this point wasn't sure they were in a magical land. It's when she sees a lunch pail tree that she was like, oh, heck yeah, this place is magic. This is amazing. And actually in the book, the leaves of the tree are paper napkins. So you can pick your pail and then get your napkin okay. off the leaves. But... <laughs> She says, uh, oh, you know what? I bet why we have this line is that she picks one. And Belina says, I hope your lunchbox is perfectly ripe. So much sickness is caused by eating green things. And Dorothy's like, 
well, pickles are green. Like, it's fine. And I know at some point we see Belina hunting for breakfast, talking about how good worms are and how healthy they are because they're still alive and how gross it is that Dorothy would want to eat something that wasn't, you know, like, that, that they've gone bad by that point because they're not, yeah. Her, her line is, you humans eat all sorts of dead creatures. <laughs> and she's like, we don't. And then Belina says, you do indeed. You eat lambs and pigs and cows and sheep and even chickens. So they definitely get into it. Uh, it's interesting, because yeah, the script also says that the leaves of the tree are paper napkins. Hey! And I just went back and rewatched those those mm -hmm. seconds of the minute. And Dorothy takes the lunch pails down. She sits on the ground. She's holding two lunch pails, kind of mm -hmm. in a bear hug. And at some point between you know, between that that point and when we see the over the shoulder shot of her lifting the, the lid, which looks like leaves off the lunch pail. She's got a napkin tucked into her, that. Yeah. Into her dress. Uh, and it's the same color as some of the leaves that we see. So it kind of is like the napkin. Like that, that feature sort of still made it into the movie. Not quite, but where else yeah. did she get a big green we napkin? We just miss seeing her picket. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that. Um, I love how excited she is about a ham sandwich. <laughs> and then I love Belina's response. Glad it's not fried chicken. At least it isn't fried chicken. <laughs> oh, man. Now, you said practically none of this is in the script. Is that right? So, in the, in the script, uh, we get a description of the trees. Uh, and the lunch panels. Uh, on the biggest and ripest, the word lunch can be read in fine, neat, raised letters. Yeah. That's natural, Wait, We have exposition, obviously. Dorothy. We don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dorothy stands to pick on her tiptoes to pick one. Uh, Belina then says, make sure you don't get a green one. And then we just get a description of the lunch pail. The contents are a, hand, a ham sandwich. A piece of sponge cake, a pickle, mm -hmm. so the pickle comes back, a slice of new cheese, and an apple. And new new cheese, uh, from what I've been able to decipher... From what you got told. <laughs> is, uh, is the cheese that you get when the cheese is first made, before it's aged mm -hmm. cheese. So this is not a cheddar. Because after okay. you've... Yeah, so like after you've wrung out the, the water, I guess you can scrape off a piece uh, a, a bit, and that's the new cheese as opposed to aged cheese. I was thinking it was going to be like New World cheese, maybe, but that's no, it, it apparently is not, exactly not what it says it is. It is new cheese. Um, that sounds like a pretty decent lunch. Is everyone on board with this snack? Yeah, the, this new cheese is a little little weird for me. I do like the more aged version, but 
Could, could still be something. Ham is always solid. Uh, Sponge cake is very plain. Yes, that's good. That's good. So my my only uh, quabble here is that uh, in a tree product, she finds mm. ham, bread, sponge cake, a pickle, which pickles don't grow. It's a magic Cucumbers tree. grow and turn and, and get pickled. Mm. Uh, I mean, I do know that, uh, well, from, from an episode of DuckTales, ah. uh, when Scrooge McDuck uh gets he he gets uh some stationery that has gold dust in it so he wants to go buy this forest there's a forest of petrified gold trees but the reason they're gold is because the roots are sucking up uh a vein of gold from from down below so to make a long story short yes everyone that's how plants get minerals uh in the least scientific explanation out there probably that's why you. That's why you're listening. Scrooge to this McDuck podcast. has never steered us wrong. Yeah. So that means that somewhere underneath the trees no. are pigs and pickles and no. sponge cake. Like, there's just no. a vein. That, that probably all the food that Dorothy's family had been saving up, you know, from maybe that was destroyed with the tornado. Uh, it all landed under the trees, and it's just been drawing out that pig meat a little bit at a time. It's- uh, filling up the magic lunch bills. tree. <laughs> now, what's more disturbing? A non-sentient tree that grows lunch pails with ham sandwiches or the trees in the Wizard of Oz which grow apples normally but are alive and can fight back? Hmm. I'd be kind of weirded out by both of those, but they can fight you. That's kind of weird. I'm glad you brought that up. I'd like to point uh, anyone who cares to look to about second 10. Dorothy is in the process of getting a lunch pail. When you look at that naughty tree, though, it looks like its mouth is open, its nose is pointed up, and its eyes are doing something. You almost expect this tree to do something. But they're saving all their effects for the rocks. Hmm. Which, before we get to that, I did want to... Well, I have an observation and a question. My observation is, you know, our jaunty music is back, which I love. And I wanted to make sure that people did know that there is a Return to Oz soundtrack album that was released in 1985. Uh, I don't know how easy this still is to track down, but I've mentioned before a couple times my amusement at the titles of a lot of these. For instance, our first track that we talked about was Dorothy Remembers Slash Home Slash The Ride to Dr. Worley's. Our second was Ozma Slash The Flight in the Storm. Uh, Only one, two, three, four, five out of 12 don't have multiple names (laughs) in them. And two of those that are just the one well no one of those that is just the one is the finale at end credits parentheses theme from return to oz and another is the return to oz rag march so even then that's not like just a straight up name yeah these are great hmm. um i do really enjoy the music from this movie 
I think it's so great. I know sometimes someone who's guesting today can find it a little creepy, but... It definitely fits for the scenes it's in, I'd have to say. Yeah. Uh, and then my question was, do we think we'll ever get to know about the different chickens that played Belina? Because you know how, like, in Harry Potter, they know all the different owls that played Hedwig and stuff like that? I want that for Belina. I'm sure it does not exist. Multiple chickens on set? Yeah! Or was there one chicken doing it all? I think there were probably a few chickens. I feel like there had to be. Just, like, from a practical standpoint. Backup chickens ready to go. Maybe different chickens were good at doing different things. One was good at pointing. I'm I'm pretty sure that wasn't a real chicken. Oh. (laughs) I'm sorry to be the one to break that to you. (laughs) We really don't see too much of of Belina the chicken acting as a chicken. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe they were able to do it all with with stop motion. So I... I believe there was a real chicken. I think I, I saw yeah, that at some point. Yeah, when she's pecking and stuff. But she's she she's often either doing a gesture or uh, you know something that chickens don't do, or Dorothy's holding her. But it's a yeah, it's a it's a really good minute to end the week on because we. We resolved the lunch pail mystery. Obviously, this is where Ponsmar <laughs> took it. He put it straight on the uh, in the path to Oz. And you know, paper napkins come from trees. Right. That's <laughs> correct. Yeah, this is almost all of this minute is such a great, nice note to end the week on. Really completes the story. And then, God, I can see you tensing as I start to talk about the rock. No, you hate Dwayne Johnson. Why? No, I'm just kidding. All right, so the rock faces are proliferating and doing more, and I love it. But I'm a child of the '80s who got a little too into Clash of the Titans and stuff like that, and I think this is great. But I can tell that you maybe do not so much, Chris, so... No, sometimes a claymation can take you down a dark path. It's definitely one of those times. Just because there's, you know, like, red firelight <laughs> on an evil face, talking in a deep voice, addressing an unknown sovereign, it's nothing to be afraid of. I think after this screen, Dizzy's like, all right, we'll hold off on the hellfire until... Another decade, we get Hunchback of Notre Dame, we'll bring it back. But yeah, this is a pretty rough, wild time. You wonder what's coming next. Maybe more rocks, who knows. And the only majesty we've heard of is the Scarecrow. Uh So... Mm Oh no. Has he, has the Scarecrow fallen to the rock side? Well, and the rock did react in the earlier minute when she was telling Belina who the Scarecrow was and why they were going to go see him. So, oh, I didn't think of that. So, 
I've peeked ahead, so I know what's happening here. But everyone else will have to come back on Monday to find out, including Chris. So I have to ask you. Yes. After five minutes. What do you think? You gonna you gonna stick around and watch the rest of the movie? You know, I think I do need to figure out how this all ends. Because there's so many questions I have. Who knows what could happen? And it seems like when you're in Oz, anything could just start talking or dancing around or yelling <laughs> at you. So might have to sort of investigate what's next. With all the lights turned on during a nice day, someone get freaked out. Be good. Yeah. And you're safe. No singing and dancing in this oh, that's version right. of Oz. Okay. So at least that's one less thing to worry about. All right, less dancing. I don't know. Mike, where do you come down on these rock faces? What do you think? Yay or nay? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with yay. Woo-hoo. Although it is very difficult to try and place where the faces are going, why they're coming... Why do they need so much face? Who the faces are? It's like, it's like these are the faces of evil, and Dorothy must conquer. Wait a minute, that's a good point. She needs a map to show her all the places to see. They're like a link to her past visit to Oz. Is this a video game thing? Whoa! Wait, should she? She doesn't have much. Should she go back to grab a sword? Wait, 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 is this the right reference? It's dangerous, but she didn't go alone. She has Belina. Hey. Hey. I did it. We're all winners here. Oh, boy. And well, on that I was going to say, should we explain how you guys know each other and the show you do together so that they understand why I immediately could, like, feel like, oh, they're making a connection. They're doing the thing. I'm just going to sit back. <laughs> Let's see. So we met back in the crazy days of 2002. That fall in the old door hall in uh, Providence College, which has now been torn down. They couldn't handle it after <laughs> you guys left? Is that it? To be clear, that specific building has been torn down. Providence <laughs> College is That's true. fine. That's cool. It's cool. intact. Students it's still go there. Ever, some might say, but yes. Wait, I thought the whole point of this podcast was to make everything as bleak as possible. Let's start a conspiracy theory that Providence... Oh, no. Con- no, I'm just kidding. All right, please continue your lovely story of yes, so. awesome radio shows and such. But yeah, no, you have to get to know each other then, so... And then, yeah, then luckily we'll there connect. You know, we're both back in... We're down in Massachusetts, and we've been doing a radio show together for a few years called Notes from the Underground, which originally was at Providence College, but now part of the Simmons College Radio Network. The show. So just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash notes, FTU, with all the connection details. When we'll be back, when new shows are popping up, you play uh, really rock music for whenever, and it could veer off into... The Adventures of the Gummy Bears theme in Swedish. Oh, no. You know, all kinds of directions. Oh, no. There is a request line if you ever want to try and, like, head them off. Yes. It doesn't always work because they get very excited about Swedish Gummy Bears themes. That um, happened. Uh, but, yeah, you can yeah, bug them yeah. for, to play different kinds of music, which is always fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun if you... 
on a radio show with no agenda, just music that yes. comes at you from anywhere. <laughs> the key. That's a pretty good description, I think. Yeah. Let it take you on a trip. Sometimes it's a literal trip, thanks right. to Genesis, but oh, yes. yeah. Um, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. They do not go on literal trips. Oh my god, I did not mean Uh-oh. to imply that. Wait a I'm minute. so sorry. So, I was trying to make fun of Genesis and it got out of hand. It's all above board. <laughs> just watch it. Just look at my old Genesis clip where it's like usually songs are at least nine minutes long. Peter Gabriel has a weird hat on or something. It's, it'll explain itself. <laughs> or not explain itself. Yeah, I mean, that the, the not explaining itself is explaining what we made. Um, yeah, this, I felt pretty confident asking you to be on Return to Oz Minute, even though you hadn't seen the movie, because I was just like, you like weird things, this will be fine. <laughs> it worked. And you might as well talk about it with Mike and I and all of the internet, instead of just Mike and I and whoever else is in the room <laughs> when we start talking about how great this movie is and everyone else looks at us like we're crazy. Says what? We're not alone. Visit the flying sofa. You'll see. There are more of us. I don't know. Where are all those people gathered? Ah. You can find us at the Listener's Flying Sofa on Facebook. Or at Oz Minute on Facebook or Twitter. Or at the website, returntoozminute.com. Also known as weogtiogpiog.com. I love saying that. You want to send us out? I'll say it again. Weog. Tiog. Tiog. Tiog.